Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. How are y'all doing? I'm, of course, your host, Marcus Nez. And yeah, that's that's me. Just to put this out there right at the top of the show, my little experiment adding gameplay to this here podcast. Gone. Getting rid of that. It added a little bit of extra work and was too distracting. I'm sure I would have gotten used to it over time, but after two episodes, I am deciding to rip that band-aid off and say that was an experiment to fail the experiment, but an experiment. And we, you know, sometimes they work out. Uh, I'm not, I'm not giving it the time it would need to brew. At least, I'm not giving it its, its fair shake. But you know what? I don't care. My damn show. No one left any feedback saying they liked it. So I'm taking it as a win. Because how could it be a loss when no one cared? But how could people care when it was only in two episodes? You could say that. But, uh, yeah. So, don't be excited about seeing any gameplay in the future. All right. Anywho, I'll be talking about Coffee Talk Episode 2. Hibiscus and Butterfly and Troublemaker a little bit later in today's show, game-wise. But before I get to all that, I've been at a a bit of a loss in terms of what to watch. I've been dipping my toes in many different baskets, and none of them feel good. Everything I've dipped my toes into uh, has been gross in one way or another there was a basket of mayonnaise a basket of crunchy spoiled peanut butter a basket of I can't believe it's not butter B-U-T-T I was like (laughs) I wanted to emphasize the button butter as in it's assy thinking they'll, they'll know because I put two T's in it immediately realizing as I was spelling it but there are already there are two T's in butter so it's not like it's me emphasizing the ass in butter ass or great great spelling good job Mark but it's some assy peanut (laughs) no we already got the, the nasty peanut butter it's some assy butter that's I can't believe how assy it is and then a basket of shit, just straight up shit. <laughs> and that 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 shitty one. Well, I, see the thing is, I'm trying to put the shows to their respective baskets. I'm not sure what's worse, shit or mayonnaise. Most people would probably immediately jump to shit because, come on, it's shit. But think about this. Mayonnaise. Case closed. So the... I... 
while putting together my definitive end-all be-all no more take-backs pile of blu-rays to sell i put a few aside that i wanted to give one last shot to to make sure i 100 absolutely did not want to keep these anymore one of those blu-rays was my copy of firefly i was gonna say season one but there was only one season but that doesn't matter but i wanted to give it one more shot and i wanted to give it a proper shot this time last time i gave it a shot i watched two episodes this time i watched four and maybe a smidgen of the fifth episode including the dual episode pilot so essentially i watched five episodes worth of firefly my feelings did not change it is a bad show full of bad characters that is badly written and i did not like any aspect of it i don't like any of the characters i actively dislike quite a few of them adam baldwin's character i really don't like he's just a piece of shit mal piece of shit especially in the first episode they they make him maybe a little bit better after that first episode but i don't like any of these characters some are pretty throwaway i don't like how bubbly and bright-eyed the mechanic is i find her more annoying than endearing which is how i believe you're probably supposed to find her the doctor whatever the doctor and his sister i don't give a shit about that fucking mystery fucking kill him man get they should just you know what I bet I would like Serenity because don't they all die in Serenity? That's probably a great movie because they just get to watch all of them die one after another. I should watch that again. I'd probably be having a fucking blast as I'm watching them all die. But it was a reminder that Josh Whedon is a terrible writer, especially any character who possesses of a uh, possesses any character who possesses a vagina is actually terrible when written by Joe Sweden. But they... Ugh. I don't like anything Joe Sweden. The Avengers movies work in spite of his involvement because you just get to enjoy seeing a bunch of superheroes together. However, I still don't love Avengers or Age of Ultron. What it? Did he just do those two? Or did he... He didn't do a standalone character's movie. And he just did those two movies, right? I don't like Cabin in the Woods. Don't like Buffy. Never watch Angel. Don't like Dollhouse. Don't like... Dr. Horrible. Good music. Bad movie. So... Josh Whedon sucks. He is in the same camp as Kevin Smith these writers creators who work for 
many in the geeky nerdy community because they write for them they are one of them and it doesn't work for me i am someone who is a fan of many things why i think he works for many in that fandom but not me is because many in that fandom are nerdy geeky and proud to be a nerd proud to be geek it's a badge of honor i i'm not proud to be a nerd or a geek i'm not not proud or anything i just whatever it's just a part of me but it's not like oh my god i'm so look i'm so happy about the fact that i like nerdy fuck who fucking cares you don't need to placate towards me you don't need to fucking banner to me you don't need to fucking write to that it's just whatever just write a fucking thing god damn Jessica Whedon sucks and so does Kevin Smith but if I had to watch one of their movies or shows surprisingly Kevin Smith all the way I definitely get more enjoyment out of a Kevin Smith production than a Josh Whedon one especially when looking at Josh Whedon as Josh Whedon stuff I, I think of the Avengers as something larger than Whedon that Whedon had a hand in or a few of them his writing's terrible though just before I move on did you see Batman v Superman the one that he edited and, and finalized and, and put out there Everything that is so clearly an addition by Whedon actively makes that movie worse. And I have yet to watch Jack Snyder, uh, the Snyder Cut, but I'm sure I will like that significantly more because it'll have a consistent vision throughout that is in line with what had come before it. And it won't have Whedon's horrible attempts at humor. In addition to attempting to watch Firefly, I gave Gilmore Girls a second shot after my first shot, which ended after 14 minutes into the first episode. My history was still on Netflix, so that was amusing to see how little I actually watched the first go-around. This time, I gave it two episodes, and I can see why people like it, but it, it, it wasn't it was uh, it was not my my cup of tea I, I pretty much knew it was going to be my cup of tea going in and as I watched just a little bit of it I, I know why I dropped it after 14 minutes I am not a fan of overly stylized writing I can despite finding things that are pretentious often annoying, I can deal and in some cases really, really enjoy pretentious dialogue. Overly stylized dialogue, and that's, that's what I'm specifically going with. When I said overly stylized writing, I specifically mean in the dialogue, the way people talk. Being so quick and always having the perfect thing to say, having to come back for everything, that kind of shit I don't like. 
because it's completely and wholly uh, unbelievable. It's not in any way realistic or relatable. There's nothing natural about it. And I understand that these are movies, these are shows. They aren't real. They are fiction. And if you can't stylize pieces of fiction, you know, like, you should be able to have creative freedom. And I 100% agree. I just prefer stuff that sounds a bit more natural. So it's much more of a preference thing. I I wouldn't say that something like Gilmore Girls is poorly written. It is just overly written. It is stylistically written and not my my thing. Whereas stuff like Whedon is, is poorly written. Whedon is a bad writer. Whoever wrote Gilmore Girls is just not my kind of writer. They just... Oh God. One... Lorelai, the mother, what a fucking terrible mother. She's horrible. The daughter, Rory. Ah, uh, at that school. Uh, I just, it's like, what? A, I, I, I kind of, if there's any character on Gilmore Girls, I kind of maybe a little bit enjoyed, even though like everyone in the show is overly written dialogue wise and everything but at least with the what do you call them concierge the the guy manning the front desk at the hotel Lorelai runs He's at least enjoyable in how sarcastic and snarky he is and how he just shits on a lot of people and doesn't give a fuck and is constantly annoyed because that's how I felt watching the show. So I'm just like, yeah, two peas in a feather. What? That is not how that saying goes. Yeah. Gave it two episodes. And that was uh, enough for me. It is it is a little fun seeing familiar faces in it early on in their careers before they were anyone. You have Melissa McCarthy as the hotel chef. You have the the not Dean brother from Supernatural in this as a character named Dean, which I definitely can see why that would be confusing for you, Jedi, being a fan of Gilmore Girls, going to watch supernatural and constantly being confused why the wrong brother is being called Dean when it's the right brother being called Dean but you know Dean or you know not Dean is Dean and you know what I'm saying because you, you've, you've mentioned it before yep 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 it, this is Gilmore Girls and that kind of writing that kind of dialogue is something that worked for me when I was much younger and I would have probably enjoy the show had I watched it when it originally came out. I'm pretty sure I... Well, I remember liking Juno when it originally came out. I remember liking Little Miss Sunshine when it originally came out. Those movies are two examples of movies I can't stand anymore and think are 
Juno, I just don't like the dialogue and I don't like the way Juno is just so perfectly on it all the time and has her one breakdown moment. But for the most part in this situation, she is just fucking, she is fucking fine. She's great. But Little Miss Sunshine has more issues than just the writing or just the dialogue. What else did I watch? I have started watching Babylon 5. I've watched four episodes of that now. This time not. When I originally gave it a shot, I was a little like, oh, this, this is okay, but it, it's definitely, it, it feels like you have to be in it for the long haul, that it's going to be a constant buildup and, and something that is rewarding the more you watch it and it is just constantly building to not so much a, a grand climax, but it's just something that is building and building and building upon itself, creating it, its little micro universe and its Citadel equivalent. But when I originally watched it, I had watched the dual episode pilot and the first episode. This time, for whatever reason, when I started it over from the beginning, the pilot wasn't included. So it just threw me into the first episode not including that pilot. And I think that was a good thing. The pilot... When I watched the first four episodes, thinking back on the pilot, some of my issues with various performances and acting weren't as prevalent in what I watched currently. And long story short, it seems all right. Don't love it. Don't hate it. I'll keep watching it. So that's a positive. That That's... If... None of those baskets make sense for Babylon 5, but I guess I'd say it, it, the closest one would be the peanut butter one because peanut butter, I like peanut butter and, and spoiled peanut butter. What would that be? Just a little bit of moldy? It still maybe tastes all right? Okay. How, how does peanut, peanut butter can go bad. Everything, most things can go bad. People always say honey doesn't go bad. I've never experienced honey that doesn't Harden, and I, and I've been told so often it'll never harden. Fuck you, it does. But the other show I watched, after being reminded of Mandalorian season three, was the Book of Boba Fett, because I had not watched that, and I know that at least a few episodes are kind of equi- uh, essential, kind of a requirement prior to watching Mando season three because there are things that happen that they expect you to know, which sucks, which is bullshit. Don't like that. You shouldn't ever do that. Disney, shame on you. And shame on you for making me watch this fucking god-awful show. Holy shit is the book of Boba Fett terrible. And it starts with the title. What a fucking pretentious piece of shit, stupid fucking title that is. They immediately pigeon themselves into a corner by deciding to commit to the actor they originally cast in that role for Attack of the Clones, bringing him back for this series because he fucking sucks. He's a horrible actor with no charisma and his whole presence vibe the entire time. I've watched the first three episodes. So far, his on-screen presence is that of someone who was retired and 
then got a call where he was annoyed by the fact that now Star Wars is relevant again and Disney is just making Star Wars everything and now he has to come out of retirement to play this fucking character who he doesn't want to play because all he ever did was get shit on for the fact that he was in this terrible fucking old Star Wars movie and he probably wasn't shit on. I don't I don't know if people didn't like him or he's fucking he's just he's horrible. He's horrible. And when the show is all about him, you need someone with you need someone who fucking I don't look at and watch him do anything and think, what a fucking boring human. Boba Fett was always a boring character. Boba Fett was only a cool set of armor with nothing else. No substance, just style. Just this cool ass set of armor that we instead got good in Mandalorian. Mandalorian is 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 Disney is Star Wars making up for the fact that they did not do anything with Boba Fett. But then they decided to try and do that with Boba Fett as well and this is what we got. A fucking god awful piece of shit show where things I don't know what the fuck is going on in this show. I don't understand what is happening. Why anything the way it's structured it is jumping around in time. Why? What it? I'm assuming that him on the fucking throne, his Game of Thrones bullshit, that is him taking the mantle of Jabba. And the only reason why I didn't put that together immediately or why that doesn't one-to-one compute is because Jabba was his big fat blob of nothing. And therefore, being the big fat ass he was, he didn't need a... a throne because his fat ass couldn't fit on a throne he just had a fucking platform because he's just a big fat blob of shit and then his two cousins or whatever come they're more blobs of shit i don't give a shit about you fucking huts fucking what the even worse even worse he comes across boba fett comes across these stupid fucking hoodlums who apparently, I guess, you know, there's this thing going around where young folk are liking to replace body parts with android parts. And he comes across these these kids who aren't, I mean, they're not, they're like fucking probably in their young 20s. Uh, he comes across them. They haven't paid their bill to fucking the owner of news radio who's overpricing or overcharging for whatever the fuck he was selling and they bought it and they didn't want to pay and I don't remember what it was, who gives a shit. But he's like, you know what do you kill with? They're, they're, okay, one, they're like, oh, we can't find jobs. And that whole fucking scene where he recruits them, I wrote that as it was playing out. Every bit of dialogue, everything that was happening, I wrote it perfectly one for one exactly as it came out of their mouths because it's so fucking unoriginal, uninspired, obvious as fuck that I was annoyed in that moment. But then when they they had this fucking chase scene in the third episode where they're all wearing different bright colored clothing and they get on their stupid fucking bright colored bikes and then they're chasing this car and it is the dumbest shit ever. It is as if they're like fucking ripped out of Greece. The stupid fucking, the musical, whatever, I don't know. 
it's okay, I guess. But they they look like they came out of that fucking movie and were thrown into this fucking universe and are trying. I guess some people think they're cool. The the writers sure as fuck think they're cool. They are stupid as shit. It would have been better if they were ripped out of Greece and started singing in that scene. They should have just made the Book of Boba Fett a musical. It's the Book of Boba Fett, the Book of Mormon. Just make them sing. Then fucking, at least it's interesting. Instead of the boring piece of shit it is. The Book of Boba Fett is so bad, it makes me appreciate Halo. Which is still a fucking god-awful show. But Halo is a bad show because it is a bad Halo show. It is a show that takes Halo, doesn't understand what makes it even mildly interesting, and instead decides to add a bunch of shit that it thinks normies, the, the people who don't play the games, are going to latch onto things that'll grab them and instead it grabs no one because what they added fucking sucks and the fact that they added all this shit and changed shit and it's just a failed attempt at trying to I don't even know how they're trying to speak to the the fandom with the Halo show other than just being like hey there's the we have the armor we have the creatures and shit, you know? We we have the shield armor regeneration sound twice in the, the show. Isn't that cool? Uh, but, but the Book of Boba Fett is just a bad show. It is just... It's just bad. Halo is a bad Halo show. If, if you strip that from it, it's kind of a mid sci-fi channel show. I've seen much worse. It's just, it's a bad hate. It's, you you need from something like that a lot more. It's already got an uphill battle. With the Book of Boba Fett, it is just a boring, confusing, stupid piece of shit. And I hate the fact that I still have four more episodes to watch. It is making me not look forward to Mando. It's making me hate Star Wars the way the uh, prequel trilogy made me hate Star Wars after KOTOR made me fall in love with the the series on its own. KOTOR is such a special game because it made someone who didn't give a shit about Star Wars care about Star Wars and I fucking hate the fact that it did because it's ruined me ever since. God damn, what a fucking horrible show. And apparently Obi-Wan's worse? <laughs> what? No fucking shot. There is no way. Uh, and she was telling me that I I don't like pandering and all that kind of shit. And Obi-Wan's like the most egregious example of that. I usually trust him and believe him. I in no way... I'll see when I see. I'll see when I see. But man. If Obi-Wan is somehow worse than the book of Boba Fett. I think we should just cancel Star Wars. Just get rid of it. We had our we had our run. We had a we had a good run. Can I just just let fucking I can't think of his name now. What's his name? Ryan. 
The looper dude. Oh god. Just just let him make shit. Uh, what what a fucking mess. But yeah. That that's been what I've been watching. So uh I've been playing some games too. And one of those games is called Troublemaker. This is a 3D action adventure, pl- not platformer, beat 'em up, where you are going to school, an Indonesian school. It is an Indonesian game. It, it reminds me, the setting wise, of, because I believe that was another Indonesian game, that, that one horror game I played. But this is a 3D beat 'em up, essentially, where. You go around getting in fights every now and again while also going to class and interacting with your fellow students. And this is something I played on Steam. It's a a PC only currently. Not sure if it'll be getting a console release or anything like that. It is. Let me me just double check. I want to make sure it isn't. Because what I want to say about it is that it feels like a early access game that isn't an early access game. Is it an early access game? No, it is not. That's what I thought. I was pretty sure it wasn't an early access game. It is super fucking rough. The screen tearing in it, for one, is horrendous. You can turn on V-Sync, which does alleviate the problem. It still feels a little off with V-Sync on, but it is way more playable than with it off which makes it unplayable because the screen tearing is, I can't stress this enough, it is horrendous if you do not turn VSync on. So that is something you would have to immediately put on if you, for whatever reason, you decide to pick up this game. But visually, the environments look all right. Not much variety that I've experienced through five chapters of the game. Not sure how many chapters there are. I've only been in the school. The character models, though, are a little funky. They, it's, they, they, they look weird. But more so than that, their regular walking animation or movement outside of fighting is very awkward and weird. And some of their skeletal structure is fucked up. Your character, when he's walking, his his hands are very stiff and they, they don't feel normal. But more so than that, his thumbs, they're like smushed in and look broken. And I found it very distracting. I know it's weird to have focus on the thumbs, but I, once I saw them, I could not unsee them. So his broken thumbs were weird. But the biggest problem with the game is that the the writing really wants you to think it's funny and wants to be kind of edgy and it it's it doesn't work. It's also weird in that you can select your language and turn subtitles on, uh, change the size of them at the start of the, the game, but it doesn't tell you that all of the voice acting it's it's just it's locked to Indonesian. It's it's not in English, even though you're, you're picking what I presume would be the language of the subtitles. So when you first boot up the game 
and you select all that, and maybe because you don't like playing with subtitles usually, you turn them off, you're immediately met with a language that you don't understand and are not getting subtitles for, and you don't know what the hell is happening, and you're like, what? And then, and then you can't pause in the middle of a cutscene, and you can't skip the cutscene, so you have to wait for it to play out and then back out to turn subtitles on from the options menu, from the main menu, and then start a new game so that you can experience the dialogue in that opening scene, which then when you experience it, you're like, I didn't need to bother. This isn't good. This isn't funny. And there's a lot of story and, and, and that kind of shit in the game. There, the, all the school stuff, when you're going around to classes, it's not, it's not fun. You're not doing anything in there. You're just going from bits of dialogue to bits of dialogue to bits of dialogue that you don't care about. I was skipping a lot of it. And one of the most annoying aspects about navigating this world, the, the school, is that while it is an open space, you can't freely explore it. When you are tasked to go to this class or that class, there is a, there, there's a specific path it wants you to take, and it will block you from going any other way. There's a little... So the, the, the school is sort of a, a rectangle with a, what would you call it? Not a, a pavilion, a, a, a courtyard in the middle. So it's, it's more like a, a picture frame. And then where the picture would be is a little courtyard. You can't go in the fucking courtyard. If you need to go to a class that is, say, you, you enter the school right in the middle. And the class is on the second floor in the middle on the opposite end. You can't just cut through the fucking courtyard and then go up a set of stairs there. It wants you to go all the way around on the path on the inside, all the way around the courtyard. Come around, keep going around, keep going around, and then go up a specific set of stairs. You you passed two or three already that would have taken you to the second floor and you could have continued up there. But no, you got to take this very specific set of stairs. Why? Who fucking knows? Doesn't make a lick of sense, but that's the way it works. Very weird design choice right there. And it, it make it immediately takes you out of the experience. It, it makes it impossible to get engrossed and, and immersed in this school life experience. But the worst thing of all is that the fighting is not fun. It is button mashy with a bit of countering, parrying, but none of it feels good. It's, it's not satisfying. Instead of handling like or, or, or being structured like your typical beat-em-up where you're just going along and getting in fights along the way, or even something like the Yakuza games where you are going around in this world and then you'll run into a group that initiates a fight, the fights are, and it, it does feel a bit more like Yakuza than a, a beat em up in that when the game does put you into these fights, it, it's a much more, not, you, you're fighting typically one person at a time or maybe two. And it, it's much more of an event where you are surrounded by an audience who's watching you as you're, you're fighting 
But it, it just isn't any fun. It, it works very much so like a like Batman or any of those games where you have a counter system and you are mashing and just beating up on folks waiting for the button prompt to show up so that you can counter either them or the other person who's fighting you who you can't defend against because you are fighting the other person you're punching the other person so then the button prompt comes on and then you will counter them and start fighting them but there isn't there isn't a satisfying slowdown effect or oomph to the counters so even when you land counters you never get any kind of strong feedback that you've you've hit a counter it just means that you didn't take damage and now you're able to damage them there's there's just no satisfaction there's no oomph or anything to the combat there are you have a little special meter that you build up that it gives you a few special attacks that you can throw out at enemies and there will be occasional pieces in the environment that you can kick or throw at enemies to stun them. For the most part, it's just a button mashy, stamina watching, occasional countering system that isn't satisfying to interact with. The animations are sometimes okay. That's that's the one positive I uh, I can say about it, but it it is disappointing. I was excited, and and stylistically, it it seems to have taken a lot of inspiration from the River City Girls games. It feels very much so like an attempt to make a 3D version of those games, but fails on pretty much all fronts. And I'm not even the biggest fan of those games, so that doesn't help. The other game I played, though, is Coffee Talk Episode 2 Hibiscus and Butterfly. This is a game where you play a barista in contemporary Seattle, though it isn't our Seattle because it is filled with human... Well, they're not humans... Humanoid people with horns in their head or wide eyes and very pale purplish complexion. So it, you also have regular humans in it, but it, it's full of also mystical beings as well. And, and everyone seems completely normal with one another. So it's not like, oh my God, look, look at what is it? Who is this that I'm like? It, it, it's a world where. People like that are normal and just a, a part of society. But the game itself just involves you talking with your customers, taking their orders and making them cups of coffee, cups of tea. If they want a little bit of art on them, you can add some latte art and stuff of that nature. And that's it. It, it is a very, very talky game because that's all... I mean, it's, it's called Coffee Talk. So, it's called Coffee Talk. So, what are you doing? You're making coffee and you're talking. The problem with the game... I, I play the original 
And I remember thinking it was okay, but I did not finish that. And it, it's probably for the same reason why I can't see myself continuing with episode two. The writing is just boring. What these characters are saying, what the conversations entail, they're so uninteresting. These characters, boring. The writing, boring. The attempts at humor, no. It's just a long, drawn-out bunch of conversations that go nowhere. And it's disappointing because conceptually, I love the idea of this game. I love the idea of having a bunch of conversations with with characters, getting to know them better, developing relationships, developing friendships. But it just doesn't work because the writing isn't there. The coffee making is super simple and straightforward. So that doesn't add much to it either. There is an additional mode outside of the sort of, I guess, your story mode uh, called Endless Mode, which has two versions. It has a, I believe it's just called Relaxing and then a Challenge Mode. The Relaxing Mode, I I have no idea how the Relaxing Mode, I don't know how anyone can find the relaxing mode fun because I played it for 10 minutes and it was just one character. I never did. No other customer ever came in and they just kept telling me, make whatever you want, make whatever you want, make whatever you want. So all I was doing was making various cups of coffee or tea and, and they, they take it and be like, Oh, this is interesting. Oh, you learned a new recipe. And then they'd say, make whatever you want. There would be no extended conversation. It's so empty because all it is is, and I didn't realize this, is a endless make cups of coffee mode, not endless interact with customers while also doing the coffee thing. I thought, I thought when I saw the endless mode, I thought, oh, this is going to be something that isn't story driven and just allows me to interact with customers have random conversations and and maybe get a bit more from the experience because it's not guiding it's, it doesn't have a st- strict tr- uh, narrative structure direction but that wasn't what it was and then in challenge mode all it is is timed and customers giving you specific orders which for the first dozen or so are very simple and straightforward. Them giving you exactly what they want, not anything that you don't already know. And then after that, they start throwing things at you that if you haven't played through the the story and already have these recipes, you probably won't know what you need to mix together in order to make the various cups. And, And in terms of the coffee and tea, you have... I believe 10 specific ingredients. Well, 11. You have five things to use as your base. You have coffee, chocolate, tea, green tea. Maybe it's like a 
because there's also the 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 blue pea, and then presumably hibiscus because it's in the title. Eh, I'm not sure. And then you have uh, as secondary ingredients milk, honey, lemon, mint, cinnamon, and ginger. And those are your those are the entirety of your ingredients. So then you you create a, you make a base and then you add your primary ingredient and then your secondary and then you're you're creating various teas and coffees lattes and stuff and in many cases you'll just make something that is green tea with lemon or whatever but then if you combine the right things presumably in the right order you'll you'll get specific drinks and, and add them to your little recipe book it's a it's a game I, I wish I enjoyed more because again I like like I said conceptually this is something I I would love to love but the the the, the crux of it the the end all be all the most important thing being what it is there is nothing more important in it than the writing and the writing just isn't there it has nice pixel art I also while I was playing it immediately wished that the characters were more expressive or more emotive were more in line with the way Phoenix Wright games handles their characters and their expression where they're much more exaggerated much more they have much more impact with each thing. Like, I like. I want. I want something on the level of an objection for these things. When, when, for instance, early on, you are talking to this cop Georgie who comes into your shop, and he usually gets coffee, but this time he he doesn't want coffee. He doesn't want to be wired up or whatever. Even though he still has fucking caffeine. Why they're acting like uh, maybe the stuff he was talking about didn't? I don't. I don't think that's the case. So you're still getting your caffeine, dude. But he, when asking you what do you recommend or whatever, you talk about having just got in this blue pea stuff and something else, and he is like, "What? What is that?" But his expression is just. Some wide eyes and an open mouth. It would have been much more fun if he had a much more exaggerated with a little oomph to go along with it. But it isn't there, so. It's a very chill experience. And for some, that might be exactly what they want. But I wish it was a bit more, more heightened than, than what it is. So yeah, bit of a disappointment. What the fuck? That's not a spider or anything? No, that's just a little, like, flint or something. Okay. Got a little nervous there. Thought there was a spider getting ready to attack, uh, attack me. Uh, but yeah, that is Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. So, disappointing there, and the Troublemaker is just a bit of a mess. Uh, also a disappointment. So yeah, that that's that's it in terms of what I've been playing, and you already got a fucking uh, shitload of what I've been watching. Oh my god, that went on forever. 
so this this has been a longer episode than I planned, and a longer one of the longer ones in a while. So be happy about that. Anywho, that'll do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. So yeah, I'm of course your host again, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to find all the links of import to the places I call home, you can do that over at pxsausage.com. That'll get you to the site, the YouTubes, the Patreon, the art, the fucking whatever else. Anything that you, you could possibly care about that involves me, the Discord, you can do it all there. pxsausage.com. So be there and be square. I also set a goal for myself for the site and everything. Don't hit it. I'm deleting it all. End of the year, everything's gone. It is a very easily obtainable goal, but I know I won't get it. So enjoy this year because next year, everything will be gone and the history will be gone. Deleting it all, all the archives. The YouTube will be like it never existed. The site never existed. Nothing, it'll all, nothing will have ever existed. What is the goal? I ain't gonna tell you. I ain't guilt tripping anyone into helping that goal be met. So, do bring it back. Fuckers. Mike, drop by Felicia all over you. Uh, Where's it going? Yeah, I'm trying to think of how else I ended up. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, as always, Thank you for watching or listening. It kind of just, I just fucking ran myself into a brick wall with that. Uh, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this year episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. So for now, adios, arrivederci, bye. Go time. Go.